The following interview originally aired on KPOV 88.9 on the Tuesday Point. You can listen to The Point on KPOV each weekday at 9 a.m. on 88.9 FM in Central Oregon and kpov.org. We are joined by uh, Juniper Rook, a student at Redmond Proficiency Academy. She'll be talking about the efforts she and her friend Isabella Richards are undertaking to address gun control, gun deaths, and student participation in creating policy on gun control that takes the needs and voices of our young people into account. And she'll specifically address two bills to deal with gun violence in the Oregon legislature this session. Juniper, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're privileged to have Juniper on also a few years ago, talking, as we mentioned earlier, about the the, uh, Stoneman Douglas shooting in Florida in 2018. Uh, So, Juniper, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to be an activist, I would say? So, I actually grew up in the Portland area, and I have a single mother, and my entire childhood, I was just around activism. I was taken to protests and rallies and marches from the ages of seven And I've always just been surrounded by people who cared enough to say something. And it really rubbed off on me in the way of not only could I see these young people in their 20s doing it, but why don't we bring it to teenagers and even younger than that? You're never like too young to be able to be influenced by the people around you. And it's super cool how the way that I was raised has really helped me find a new community of people who feel the exact same way. I was really amazed with you when we talked. I think you were 12 the last time we had this conversation. And so Juniper... You're a student at Redmond Proficiency Academy, right? Yes. Okay. What got you into advocacy for gun control? I actually was a student at the RPK Middle School when the Stoneman Douglas shooting happened. And I just remember, you know, prior to that, I was too young to really understand how gun violence was so prevalent in schools. And once that happened, and I was a student at the time, it was like, it really became real for me that, hey, this is happening in Florida. This could happen where I live and this could happen in my school. And it was really scary. And I feel like, sadly, a lot of people don't understand how gun violence works until it's a possibility for you. And, you know, seeing all of the posts and the people speaking out about their experience with the Stoneman Douglas shooting really put into perspective, like, what a big issue it is. I want to give kudos to your mom. Taking you out there and letting you see all this, you have an exceptional mother. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And so just to staying on the the subject of uh, the Marjorie Stoneman, what did you do in response to that? Well, first, I remember actually texting my mom, and I was like, hey, I just saw all these posts about this recent shooting. And I was like, I want to do something about it. You know, it's really scary for me and I don't really know what I can do, but I want to do something. And she was the one who thought, let's be a part of this national walkout and let's get one going at your school. So I remember first I made a post about it and then I started, you know, thinking of sign ideas. I brought it to KPOV and I brought it to other publications and I talked to my school about it. And I just started like word of mouth, it just spread like a wildfire. And all these other kids were just like, you know what, I want to be a part of this too. And because of all of this, like word of mouth, and all of the publication stuff, we were able to find so many other people with the exact same, you know, amount of just they were also against it. And it helped us get this turmoil of, hey, do you want to come to this? Are you in support of this? Hey, do you want to also help out? And it kind of just turned into this like, big thing at my school. And it really just 
you know, it really got the word out and it helped all of these kids see like, hey, this is a possibility, but there's also a way that you can help combat that and make sure that we can all be safe. Organizing is everything when it comes to this type of movement. Congratulations. Uh, that's really something to be proud of. To, to uh, You know, I, I wish a lot of adults would act the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. This is true. I know you mentioned you and Isabella, and Isabella apparently couldn't be with us this morning. Uh, uh, she had some something else. Uh, but there's a walkout you're working on for next week, correct? Yes. And can you talk? Can you talk about that? Just describe what's. Well, let, let me let me back up and ask one question. Why next week? Why na- why is now the time you're you're wanting to, you're wanting to do this particular walkout? I think that one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to do it in 2022 is that. Not only are we coming off of a year of so many, you know, shootings, we also wanted to start off the new year with, hey, yes, this is a new year. It's going to be a good year, but we need to make sure that we're remembering what we've been through and learning from it. We've experienced so many school shootings in the last few years that it's quite literally compared to other countries insane. And instead of thinking, oh, this year is going to be better. Let's think of how can we make it better? How can we educate ourselves? How can we educate other people? How can we involve the future generation to help us come to a place where there's no, no one's scared at school. Like we want to roll this into the new year in the point of like, Hey, this is still going to be happening next year. So we need to make sure that we're still on this issue and this topic. And I also feel as though after this Michigan shooting, it's so important to not only make sure that people are remembering those who are lost and remembering how this keeps happening and making sure that we're still having this thought of, hey, this happened, this needs to be solved. You would think that almost anybody out there would be incapable of forgetting that these things are happening. But it seems like uh, perhaps in our adult population, we suffer from a, a low level of amnesia when it comes to news about this stuff. And I, I do appreciate the fact uh, I think one of the most important jobs is an organizer, and you've done a great job of organizing. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah. Lots of congratulations. <laughs> and, yeah, so yeah, it's interesting you, you mentioned the Michigan shooting, because one thing for me is it seems like that in the news came and went really fast. Yes, It's totally. like we're getting almost blasé about it, because, oh, another shooting um, yeah. And then I'm sure that that's got to be hard for for young folks like you. Yeah, I feel like another big thing is that obviously when the 2018 walkout happened that I planned, it was like, oh, there's so many other schools involved. This is a national thing. Like the turnouts were better because people were talking about it. But now I feel like it's completely silent. No one is talking about it because there's people feel like there's no way to solve it because no one's actually like thinking about it enough to really care you know with stone man douglas it was a really big deal but it feels like now this one just isn't as much of a big deal because it's not big enough or people don't Mm. think that it's a deal but it's even more of a big deal because it's still happening and no one cares and there's no one talking about it on the news there's no marches no rallies because people have forgotten none of the students have forgotten it's the adults and the people in power who are forgetting but none of None of the students or the people that I know that are my age have forgotten any of that. And boy, am I glad of that. Uh, You know, ultimately, this type of behavior should not be normalized. Good grief. Uh, It's hard to imagine that we would think of shootings as a normal part of American life. Yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of like something new that we're known for is just like how many shootings can we have in a year? 
it's just it's incredibly sad because it is very easily prevented by common sense gun reform but no one people don't want to give up their hobbies to save lives and if we're going to continue to be so oh this is my right this is mine then we're never going to get to a place where everyone can be feel safe at school yeah when you, you the information you sent me uh juniper said that there have been 74 school shootings since 2018 yes there has hey, that's hard to even imagine um, and then since Columbine in 1999, 278,000 children have been exposed to gun violence at school. Yes. Um, yeah, that those numbers are shocking and astonishing. It's hard on teachers as well. My uh, neighbor across the street was in the in the building in the shooting in Eugene a number of years ago, and it has it has really bothered him ever since. It's incredibly sad to think of how it's affecting our teachers. I also feel as though a lot of people will say, maybe we should just arm our teachers, but a teacher should never have the responsibility of carrying a firearm at a place of learning. A school should never be so dangerous that someone has to be, has to be armed to be there and feel safe and feel like they can protect their students. That should never have to be a thought in a teacher's mind. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. So the walkout's coming up Wednesday, and you have some specific uh, goals, like some specific goals about laws you want to see passed that are a big part of the walkout. Uh, can you talk about those laws? First, we're going to have a letter-writing campaign at our walkout, and we're asking some local representatives to pass two bills. The first one is Keeping Gun Dealers Honest Act, and then Prosecuting Gun Crime Saves Lives Act. And Prosecuting Gun Crime Saves Lives Act will implement stricter restrictions on gun dealing and bigger punishments for those who break gun dealing laws. This bill could help keep guns out of irresponsible hands and in the hands of those deserving them. And then the Keeping Gun Dealers Honest Act raises requirements for action of the Department of Justice against illegal purchase and possession of firearms. It would make those it would make sure those who purchase and own firearms illegally are punished. I feel like the biggest thing is that I feel like in 2018, I personally felt as though, hey, I'm doing this. I don't need to mention any legislation or bills. But having Isabel be there, she's really put into perspective like, hey, if we want this to really make an impact, we have to make sure that we're mentioning these bills and these acts. And we're making sure that we're having people write letters because, yes, this walkout can bring attention to it. But then we have to take action towards solving it. Well put. I think it's amazing to sit here and listen to somebody who sounds like a 35-year-old organizer rather than a high school student. Thank you so much. In regards to what motivated you to do this, do you have any people that you look up to at this particular point in your life? I feel like I look, I don't know. I feel like honestly, meeting some of I honestly look up to a lot of people who are my age. Like I'm honestly really saddened that Isabel couldn't be here today because she's the person who came to me and was like, Hey, I know that you've done this before. And I think that this should be something that we should do now because less people are talking about it. And she was the one who spoke up to me and was like, we need to do this and we need to, you know, plan something to keep this in people's minds because people are forgetting and people are just letting it slip away. And she's the one who brought it to me and it, you know, it kind of started this whole thing. She's the one who honestly helps me get to a place where we're going to talk about legislation. We're going to talk about the bills that need to be passed. And she's honestly someone who's my age, and I really look up to her. It's great that uh, you can 
speak of her with a great deal of your own personal humility. Uh, I yeah. think I think that we tend to forget that uh, these actions are going to take place because of a number of people, not just one or two people, you know, yes. making a squeak out of it. Totally. As a follow-up question, I'm going to ask you, do you think you'd ever get involved in politics? Yeah, I feel as though I would love to be involved in it, but it's also a really hard place for women. Like, I could never be in a place where I could go to a sacred building and get called names by other men who are in politics. I wouldn't be the one to be, oh, thank you for saying that to me. I would not be so nice. So I don't know if I could control myself enough to be a woman in politics. Mm. <laughs> You've noticed that happening, huh? <laughs> yes, that's happened to me before, too, as a 16-year-old. Oh, uh, quite honestly, uh, I hope the person who did that to you is totally ashamed of themselves because, like I say, you sound like you're 35 years old instead of a high school student. Thank you so much. I have a question that I'm saddened, I honestly have to say, by about your treatment um, in the Capitol and that uh, my personal feeling is, you know, we need women uh, like you who would who might kick some butt <laughs> in those situations. But I also understand how difficult a position that is. So I'm not. Uh, 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 um, but, but what I'm wondering, how did you figure how did you learn how to organize a walkout? I feel like this is just going to be an interview about my mom, but honestly, my mom, <laughs> my mom has been really involved in activism for such a long time, and so is my uncle, and they've both kind of just shown me, like, how to do these things. Like, my mom has taught me how to make a zine. My uncle has brought me to different publications and helped me, you know, help my voice get out there. He's also brought me to, you know, different summits, and it's like, honestly my family has really just helped me get to a place where I know how to do these things. And they've educated me so much on how to not only organize stuff, but how to be the type of organizer that can be mature and get stuff done while also dealing with all of it. Like, you know, people come up to you when you're places, when you organize stuff and they say stuff to you. But if you're the person to not say anything back, then you're the person who won the argument. If you're able to take something that someone says to you and then just hold it in and then take it towards energy to, organize the next thing, you know, post the next thing about what we should be doing, then you're the one who's keeping that energy in a place where it's positive and you're helping it fuel you to do better things in our world. Amen. Yeah. They're just, uh, you know, well put. You know, I think that there are a lot of people that at a young age can determine that they can make a difference. You know, one that comes to mind is Dennis Kucinich. And Dennis Kucinich became a uh, councilman at 19 years old. So, you know, I think there's a lot of room for, you know, young progressive thoughts. And I think you're the type of person to get it out there. Totally. I'm trying to restrain myself from making <laughs> another because I'm going to ask you a serious question. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, so I know I know a big part of the walkout is building awareness, advocating for this legislation. Are there any other goals you have? Any other things you you sort of in your dreams like to see result from this walkout? Um, honestly, I would love for people to start caring more about school shootings. To put it very bluntly, I feel like. Honestly, it's amazing that I have a group of people who are my age who want to be heard and want to talk about this. But I'm honestly really tired of adults not really caring about how unsafe kids are at school. And I'm tired of waiting for the people who are supposed to protect us to start doing it. Like, I want this walkout to be like, hey, we're asking you to help us and to protect us and, you know, make us feel safe at school. And I want adults to be like, oh, hey, we should probably start doing that. 
Like, I want there to be a thought in every adult's mind, hey, let's start caring. Honestly, I feel like some adults don't care about school shootings and gun violence in that way because it doesn't affect them. So I want you to see that this is affecting your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews. Anyone that you know that goes to school is somehow affected by school shootings and gun violence. And I want that to be very apparent after the walkout. Yeah, I'd like to think that uh, most adults would uh, take the term children and apply it to everybody's kids. You're all part of us, and and we need to take you seriously, that's for sure. 100%. I also feel as though sometimes it really takes something happening to your child for you to really see how real it is. Honestly, I mean, that's just sometimes how humans are, but sometimes we it has to happen to us for us to really start caring. Amen. Which is honest, bad, but that is the truth. Yeah, that's. Um, I, I think you're right about that in a lot of ways, and the uh, extension of empathy. Yeah, uh, something right that that we all need to try to figure out a way to work on. And I do think empathy can be developed and expanded within us. I don't think it's something that you're just yeah. born with. That's my personal little uh, editorial there. And so, Juniper, we have just a little bit of time left. Um, I always like to give people an opportunity. Is there anything else you'd like to say? So you have a mic, and a lot of people are listening. So <laughs> what, do you, what, do you have, what do you have to say? Well, I kind of want to touch on the fact that I feel as though, you know, this generation that I'm in, Gen Z, is hopefully going to be the generation to create change, not just in the way of gun control, but in the way of other social justice issues, like reforming things, making things better for the next upcoming generations. But it's not going to start unless we have legislation in places where they want to help us get to a place where we're able to create change. Like we're, we're just the kids. We're in a place where we're trying to step up and do things that adults don't want to do, but it's hard when you don't have the power to do so. And I need to be able to count on my legislation and my governors and everyone in the higher up places to protect me and care about my feelings and my safety. And if I can't do that, we will never be to a place where we're a full running society. And I also want to say to any of the kids listening there, you are able to create change because you have a voice and anyone will listen to you. And some people might listen to you and disagree, but that doesn't matter because you're still talking and people will listen to you. And if you have the thought in the back of your head to be someone who speaks out, even if it's just through a post on Instagram, even if it's just to a family member or a friend, you're still talking and people are still listening to you. And you're still saying things that people don't want to hear. And you need to keep saying the uncomfortable things, keep having the uncomfortable conversations with people that they don't want to hear. You need to make sure that when people are uncomfortable, that means that they're hearing things that they don't want to hear. And sometimes that's what has to happen. People have to be uncomfortable for people to start caring. And I hope that Many adults who don't care about gun control are feeling very uncomfortable right now because I'm saying to you, we need change. And that's not going to happen if we keep having people not care and people silence other people's voices. That's all I have. That, uh, well, all is an interesting word. That sums it up. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Juniper. That's, uh, that was a beautiful and brilliant way to end this remarkable interview. So the walkout is 10 a.m. this, uh, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, right? The 19th yes. at Redmond Proficiency Academy. Thank you so much for joining us, and I hope we get to do this again. Yes, I'd love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. Oh, you Bye. too. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon.
For more information and our program schedule, please visit kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcasts at kpov.org.